It's 7.43. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Chuck Anzalevich. Friendships that endure between people of very different values and beliefs can be a remarkable gift. Alice wanted a new series of textbooks removed from the school system because they offended her religious and political worldview. That story and more coming up on this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. Four elementary schools in three counties will close their doors at the end of this school year. Chris Schultz explains. The West Virginia Board of Education voted Tuesday to approve the closures of schools in Clay, Harrison, and Lincoln counties. Population decline was the primary reason for the closures, and all four schools will be consolidated into existing schools in their areas. Parents and community members spoke out against the closures, expressing concerns over longer bus rides and classroom sizes in the consolidated schools. Mike Nichols of Lysmore in Clay County told the board the closures will also impact the broader community. In our area, the school and the gymnasium are the community center. The ball field and the playground is the park. They go away, we have nothing. Nothing. The schools are slated to close at the end of the 2024 academic year, except Norwood, which was already closed due to structural issues. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. West Virginia Medicaid is facing a budget deficit in 2024. Emily Rice has more. Cindy Bean is the state's commissioner for the Bureau of Medical Services. She told the Joint Committee on Government and Finance on Tuesday, Medicaid is facing a budget deficit of $114 million. Medicaid provides health coverage for approximately 36% of West Virginia residents. Governor Jim Justice commented on the potential budget deficit during his regular weekly briefing. We have a backup and a way, a way to cure this problem and really and truly to cure it with, with, with being able to go to the feds and have them send significantly more dollars than they're doing today by just moving a fee situation around, which we can absolutely do. To fix the deficit, Bean suggested raising the tax Medicaid charges managed care organizations to a maximum of 6%. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Emily Rice in Charleston. Green Power delivered its first four school buses to West Virginia school districts on Wednesday. Curtis Tate went to the South Charleston plant and took a ride on one of them. Frazier Atkinson, CEO of Green Power, notes that the school bus we're boarding got 170 miles out of a single charge, exceeding its advertised range of 140 miles. Green Power will begin building more of these buses, called the Beast, in South Charleston in January. On Wednesday, the company delivered smaller Nano Beast buses to Kanaw, Clay, Cabell, and Monongalia counties. The first thing you notice about the Nano Beast is how quiet it is. No roaring diesel engine, transmission, or exhaust. Instead, the fuel comes from a lithium iron phosphate battery, the same kind now used in Teslas. The biggest power consumption other than running the bus? The heater. The drive motor is number one, of course, and the heaters are number twos. The AC draws very little in the summer. What about those mountains in West Virginia? Atkinson explains that with the right kind of driver training, the downhill portion of the trip can actually put power back into the battery. You use the brakes a whole lot less than a traditional vehicle, and with really good drivers, it can be literally a third of the usage of brakes compared to the equivalent. Right now, the battery is a big-ticket item. A battery pack for the bus can cost $20,000 and last for about 10 years. Atkinson says the cost will come down. So if that trend continues, 
you know, in five years the batteries will co cost a whole lot less, and ten years they'll be a fraction of what they are now. The charging infrastructure has a way to go. Kanawha County took delivery of its first bus Wednesday, but it doesn't have a charger yet. Statewide, it could be some time before an electric school bus can make a field trip from, say, Wheeling to Charleston on one charge. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in South Charleston. Both of West Virginia's major food banks purchase fresh produce from West Virginia farmers, but a farmer food bank flap has some social media pages heating up and has demonstrated the value of a written contract. Randy Yowie has our story. Monroe County Sunset Berry Farm is a family-run operation that until this year had not made any large volume sales. Farm manager Jennifer Gilkerson says they are working to expand their produce offering. We specialize in strawberries mostly, but we we can grow other vegetables. We sort of switch up what we grow uh, each year. Um, we, we have 95 peach trees, so we're trying to develop a nice peach program at our farm. Gilkerson says earlier this year she got a call from a case manager at Gasaway's Regional Mountaineer Food Bank. They asked her if Sunset Berry Farm could supply food to be purchased with a federal grant coming in. And said that she would, if they got the grant, they would be buying as much as we could possibly grow. And then she bought strawberries from us for the entire strawberry season, which is about six weeks. However, Gilkerson said in transitioning from strawberry to vegetable season, Mountaineer Food Bank's buy-all-you-can-grow statement turned into no more buying from you. They expelled us from the program. Didn't tell us why. Did not give us a chance to, to problem solve and didn't tell us what the problems were. Didn't let us fix any problems. Just, you're done. We had... Uh, $14,000 worth of vegetables in our cooler that were supposed to be delivered the next day. Gilkerson said the farm made a healthy investment in equipment and workers, anticipating the food bank's continued produce purchase. But there was one big thing the farm did not do. Why did you not have a contract? You know what? Because I'm stupid. So um, they, they emailed us. We have a lot of emails going back and forth. Um, I, Erica, in an email, she said no food would be turned away, that they had $3.3 million that they had to spend within three years. And um, we trusted the Mountaineer Food Bank. Mountaineer Food Bank CEO Chad Morrison responded to WVPB's questions on the issue with an email statement saying the food bank has not entered into written or verbal contracts with vendors to guarantee the purchase of produce, but has successfully collaborated with hundreds if not thousands of food suppliers, including many farmers. Morrison said in the email that MFB has complied with the applicable grant guidelines for all purchases. He did not address why the relationship with Sunset Berry Farm ended. Across the state, Cindy Kirkhart, CEO of Huntington's Regional Facing Hunger Food Bank, saw a Facebook post from Jennifer Gilkerson on the issue. She says fresh berries and numerous other products are a challenge for food banks to buy at such volume. So she contacted Sunset Berry Farm. So I did reach out and um, advised them that certainly we would be 
interested in purchasing product. I think they have 50,000 strawberry plants, and if each plant yields a pound, that's 50,000 pounds of strawberries. And in the southern coal fields where we are, you know, we have not been able to provide that kind of volume. Kirkhart also says her food bank does not have formal contracts with the farmers they are purchasing from right now. But we do have specified inventory items that we really, you know, lean on pretty heavily. Um, I'm certainly glad to engage with folks so that they can do budget planning and those type of things. Facing Hunger Food Bank and Sunset Berry Farm folks plan to meet and see if they can work out a produce purchasing agreement with a contract or maybe not. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie. You're listening to West Virginia Morning on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. The time is 7.52. It's going to be mostly sunny today with highs ranging from the mid-40s in the northern mountains to the low 50s in the southwest. Clear tonight with lows in the 20s. Tomorrow mostly sunny with highs in the 50s. And for Saturday partly cloudy with highs in the 50s. No rain in the forecast until Sunday. Support for West Virginia Public Broadcasting is provided by the Kanawha County Public Library. Introducing its new mobile app with access to the library anytime, anywhere. Information at kcpls.org. Friendships that endure between people of very different values and beliefs can be a remarkable gift. In the next episode of Us and Them, host Trey Kay remembers his dear, albeit unlikely, friend, Alice Moore, who recently passed away. Kay talks about how their friendship taught him about relationships, politics, and people. Alice played a key role in a violent, tumultuous conflict over textbooks in my county in West Virginia. Alice wanted a new series of textbooks removed from the school system because they offended her religious and political worldview. The young me would be amazed to find that the grown me, decades later, was making a documentary that featured Alice Moore. That's how I learned Alice was not quite what I thought. Even today, I sometimes am surprised that Alice has been such a great friend and that she's taught me so much about relationships and politics and people. Maybe you know where this story is going, but I don't want to talk about Alice's death. Not yet. First, I want to talk about some of our conversations, like when I first showed up at her house with my family photo album. You you were just saying, what's the first thing you remember when I came here to visit you? It was back in 2009. Was it 2009? Well, you drove up and uh, you went to my front door. Yeah. Which nobody ever did, though, because, you know, just... Folks around here, they'd uh, come to that side door. But you came to the front door, and 
your hair was longer. I, it was longer then. And I know the next time you came, you'd cut your hair, and I was kind of disappointed because I, I thought I liked your hair the way it was. But and I liked it otherwise anyway. But uh, you came to the front door, and you brought the album with you, you know, with the Templeton's picture and and uh, other family members, and I just. You know, I thought how nice that you introduced me to your family, and uh, that impressed me. That really did. Here's the deal, Alice. The thing that has eventually happened is that you and I have become good friends, and we have a different way of looking at the world, and yet we're good friends. But at first, I wasn't sure if we could be friends, and I thought, <laughs> I thought, I get emotional just saying that. I just wanted to show you that I had a family. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling your son Timothy the other day, and I said, "I said Timothy, did you ever watch? Um, did you ever watch To Kill a Mockingbird? You remember how the kids used to go and touch Boo Radley's door and run away?" Yes. I said, "I used to call your mom and make prank phone calls." <laughs> you used to do what? I used to call your house just to like, could I call Alice and and talk to you on the phone? And 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 I remember once I think I've told you this before, but. I remember calling you, and I remember like kind of shaking, like I'm going to call Alice Moore because your number was in the phone book. You know, I could. <laughs> that excerpt is from the latest Us and Them podcast, bidding farewell to my unlikely friend Alice Moore. You can download the entire episode from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, NPR One, or Spotify. You can also listen online at wvpublic.org. Us and Them is supported by the West Virginia Humanities Humanities Council and the CRC Foundation. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day at our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm Chuck Ann Zalevich. You've been listening to West Virginia Morning.